Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Janet McMorty, and I was and still am a medical doctor simultaneously trying to pursue a career in acting. We are headed across the pond this week to chat with Berlin-based actress Lisa Riesner. I hope she just got a chuckle with me pronouncing her name like that because she sent me lovely voice notes saying, don't worry about the proper German pronunciation of my last name. If you can't do it, just say Lisa Riesner, like they say in the States. I'm like, no, I want to practice. I have no experience with German, but I was like, I want to practice saying your name properly because it's beautiful. Lisa Riesner. There's that beautiful guttural German accent. Oh, I love it that I just, you know, my West Coast Canadian vocal cords have such a hard time making that sound. Anyways, her story is incredible. She was a journalist prior to pursuing her career in acting. She also is a producer and a writer. We talk in depth about how she believes, and I do too, that it's important to not wait for that dream role to drop into your lap, that director to just drop in and say, hey, here's the dream lead role. You can create the lead roles for yourself, those dream roles for yourself. And she did exactly that. We also chat about the importance of having an ego as an actor, as well as the differences between the European film industry and the Canadian film industry, as well as the film industry in Hollywood. Oh, I'm so excited for you to hear her story. Please enjoy the lovely, the incredible Lisa Reisner. I think that sounded pretty good. I gotta work on my German. Hello, Janet here. Before we get to this week's episode, I want to say thank you for tuning in and supporting my show as well as the guests on it. This is a passion project for me, and I'm trying to keep everything high quality, but also ad-free and bias-free. As you might expect, the cost of doing this has skyrocketed over the past few months. So if you'd like to support the show financially, donations are always appreciated. They will be used to pay for recording equipment and my mandatory distribution fees that allow the show to reach you on the interweb, which, as I mentioned before, as expected, have increased in cost exponentially, especially over the past few months. There are two ways to do this. The first is by visiting my website, secondactactors.com, and clicking on support the show to become a show patron. There are lots of fun perks coming up if you choose to be a patron, including things like swag, bonus episodes, some exciting events coming our way. Another way is to click on the link in my Instagram bio, which is at Second Act Actors, then click on support the show. This will allow you to buy me a virtual coffee, which is a one-time donation to the show. I probably will also buy an actual coffee because my caffeine needs have gone up exponentially as well too. Now, support of the show does not need to be financial because I know times are tight these days and the world is like literally on fire. So if you're enjoying the show, I would really appreciate it if you would like, subscribe, write comments, join us in our Instagram community at Second Act Actors, join the conversation, tell your friends, tell Ken Jong about the show. It is all appreciated and you are appreciated. Now, on with the show. to the show. No, nothing like that. That's what I do in my podcast. Do you? Yeah. You know what? I, I tried to do it. I said, okay, are you ready? 
ready to record, and I'm like, welcome, everyone. (laughs) I tried to do that, and the first couple people I did it with, the guests were just like, that is this, you look really dumb when you do that. Like, some people can pull it off so nicely, like, you very obviously can pull that off. I just looked stupid. (laughs) I would love to see you, (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> Somewhere out there it exists and it was not pretty. <laughs> okay, okay. I get it. So remind me again, whereabouts in the world are you located? Yeah, right now I'm in Berlin. Oh very I'm nice. jumping is that... around quite a bit far from back. Are are you? Yeah, where do you jump around to and from? Um Copenhagen, Oslo, Lately. These are the, the three uh, cities, yeah. Wow. Any reason in particular those three? Uh, for acting, yeah. yeah. And yeah. basically also um, because there have been a lot of possibilities to, to do uh, movies and commercials. Yeah, in those three cities. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so tell me your story. How did you get into acting? Yeah. Um, so I've been, uh, since I was 15, I wanted to be, uh, you know, I wanted to write a book and, uh, write stuff. And I never questioned that being 15 ever again until <laughs> the point when I started to question it. So I, I studied, um, speech and, and journalism and I was a journalist. Um, until one day, you know, I was in Brussels sitting in the office, um, being on a phone call, uh, interviewing someone on the phone, being on my laptop for four hours. And then there was this other phone call coming in. You have one hour left. And I'm like, my back hurt. And I was like, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to just sit on a computer every day while imagining myself, journalist, as being a, a profession where you interview everyone face-to-face and you travel around. And I ended up sitting every day. So I said, I have to do something else where I can express and I can move because my body is screaming for it and my soul. And um, then I had some circus friends who uh, did theater and I kind of, because I never theater I was not that kind of girl who was like in an acting class or something you know I was never that kind of that kind of girl like when I was in, in school or something so I discovered that when I was 25 uh, through my circus friends theater and, and playing those games and I was fascinated and we broke into a circus at night and we played games like theater games in a circus at night and I completely fell in love with, with acting and, and, and theater and playing different characters and roles. And I was still not, I didn't have the guts to study acting or to really do it. So I said, what am I going to do? And there was this one year program, which was like finding oneself. It's, it was kind of self-development year. And there we did a theater project, a um, biographic one, like working with your own biography. Um, and, I, and I studied theater every day and speech and everything that belongs to it. And I played like five characters in this play. 
I was like, whoa, I can just hit off like five different characters in a one hour play just like that. And I was like, okay, maybe I found my vocation, you know, and I basically went straight off and, and studied acting then in Berlin, had no money. Uh, so I was a waitress at night. Um, and my teacher told me, if you want to do this, you will find the money. You will get a scholarship or anything. And I, and, and I tried to get it for five, six months and then it really worked. And most of my studies, I got, I got, uh, paid through scholarships then. So, but it was a, well, it was a crazy ride. And of course, um, was also something emotional. A friend of mine, she was, wanted to be a director and me, I wanted to be an actress back in this one year program. And he actually, uh, he died and was for me a very drastic point of, okay, why am I here? Why is this happening? I really like this guy. He's a friend. And, um, we just talked about our dreams together, you know, many, many times uh, in long conversations. And so I was like, I'm not going to just do it for me. I'm going to do it for him as well. And yeah, six years later, six and a half, I'm here traveling the world. It's not too bad. It's not going too bad. It's like, uh, did my acting diploma and, um, started working right away. It went really well for me. I cannot complain about the pandemic. So I'm really a full-time actress and I'm super proud of it. And just recently also realized that and I'm like, Oh, I like that. It takes a bit, Hey, to say that out loud. I think like I am an actress. I am a actor. This is my job. This is my career. Cause it just, I don't know. There's a bit of a society thing that kind of poo-poos that I think a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm mm -hmm. always just super proud if I say it because I know what it means. Um, mm. I know my path and where I came from and how hard I worked and how hard I still work. So for me, I, I say it with a lot of pride mm. and, and yeah, and a, and a mm -hmm. good feeling of grace. Yeah. I like that because I think like that's a really inspirational thing to hear because it's, it really is saying it with pride because you are doing it for yourself and you're proud of yourself. Like it's not for anyone else's benefit that you're saying I'm an actor. It's pure you doing what your dream is and knowing what you've done. Like I love that. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> a lot. And we shouldn't, we actors, you know, sometimes we're, we're so humble or we're so, because it's not full time yet. And also for the people out there, don't worry, but don't, don't be ashamed. Just say it. I'm an actor. I'm an actress. I'm, I'm, I'm working myself up the scale. Like I'm trying to become a full time actor. That's already amazing. Like looking around. Um, so keep spreading the word as well, because you don't know who sits in front of you. So I'm saying it all the time because I never know who, who sits next to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like if people mm -hmm. ask me what I do, I just say it because it could be the next job opportunity. Yeah, that's such a great point. And I think, again, like we, we think society, and I think we think that society puts a definition on what an actor is. Um, and so we're kind of a bit ashamed to say it because we don't have that like 
Hollywood starring role that everyone thinks like, oh, what have you been in? But again, like you were saying, that's always who cares, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's like it's always the first question when people know I'm an actress. They ask me, so what have you played in? Like, can I watch the movie? And I'm like, look, I'm starting off. I'm in the business since one and a half years. I've been mm -hmm. working all the time. Like I always had a job and had, had great jobs. So I'm super grateful. But of course, I'm not a Hollywood star yet. Like, <laughs> but, but I definitely, um, because I'm doing my own films now. And this is something I told myself, I'm not going to wait mm. until this role or this director or... or ever appears and the Hollywood thing happens, but I make it happen for myself. So I started to do my own movies and I started off really small. But the last thing I've done now in Oslo, that was my own movie, was really big. I um, played, like I wrote the script myself. I was the producer next to three amazing women. It's called Hurra for Norge. And um, I played in a leading role next to Rune Tempter from The Last Kingdom and Captain Marvel. He's a Hollywood star. And Lucas Lugren, who's in The Billion Dollar Code. Uh, he's a Swedish actor. And that's a Netflix series. So I made this happen myself, and it's been a crazy ride. Janet, I can tell you, I wrote these actors via email. Do you want to be in my film? We're starting this off in Oslo. Um, I've sent in my recent film. Uh, Alice was my last film that I did. It was also really successful and got some prizes, but also a short film, of course, because I'm starting off small. I'm just on my own, you know, trying to make something work. And they said yes, and we freaked out. We like the women I was working with. By the way, women, all women, it's also super uncommon in the film business that women do a movie, like director, producer, executive producer, um, graphic designer, everything, women. Uh, super proud of that. And yeah, so that's what, I, what I'm doing now. I'm trying to fulfill my dreams myself. Oh, I want to play this leading character. And it was a martial arts, it's a martial arts film, and I always wanted to be this boxer girl, you know, like always. And I was like, I'm going to make this happen for myself and play next to amazing actors. And um, that feels great. And then I tell this to people, you know, it's like, maybe you don't know this because it's a short film, but I played with really big people and I organized it myself because I don't want to wait, you know? Yeah. Do you think, so I think that takes a lot of courage to be able to, to even just send the email out to an actor uh, like that. <laughs> Do you think, like, was that from... Like, are you just a courageous person at baseline did, or did, did your prior job as a journalist bring, did you bring any skills in from that? Like networking skills? Like how Very did that good. come about? Yeah. I yeah. have a lot of skills from my journalism. And when we did this yeah. movie, it's, it starts with how I Google things, how mm. I Google the email addresses and how I Google the actors and stuff like that. I have a lot of skills from my journalism job. I love that. You yeah. asked that. Yes, and it's true. And the other girls were like, how did you even find his personal email address? And how did you do this? And I was like, 
I have my skills, ladies. Yes. That's why, you know, that's why I'm 30 now and I have all this knowledge. I'm not 19 and don't know how to do this and this and that. I, I know a yeah. lot of things. And, and then definitely also life experience because, you know, the situation with my friend who died and I was just like, from this point on, I was just like, whatever I want, I'm going to go for it. Because he was 27 when he died and we oh, can God. die every moment. It can just happen. It was an accident and can happen to anyone. And mm -hmm. I don't want to look back and regret or don't want to hold back for any reason, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for anyone who's thinking about doing what you're doing? Um, changing careers or making that shift or even like thinking about like just as an aside lots of people who I chat with about this first act second act shift have had something similar to what you had with your friend like some something something has happened in their life that kind of I don't know it, it's like it, it ignites something for good or for bad it either explodes or it like there's a big chapter shift. This is a big shift that happens to make them go, I can't be doing what I'm doing yes. anymore. Do you have any advice for people who are kind of in that phase? I definitely have. First thing, there is a book, Seven Ways to Effectiveness. And the guy writes, sorry, I don't know his name right now. The guy writes, you can either wait for this accident to happen for your loved one to die, for you to have this sudden close to death experience, or you can just sit down on the table and start to deeply reflect on your life and start mm -hmm. to make things happen and start to, to work from within, you know? Mm. How do you start that? I know that's a very loaded question. But yeah. like, yeah, how do you even start? How did you start with that? I, I also want to say that my second advice is have mentors. Mm. Have people you look up to in the same profession that you where you want to go. Or if you don't know yet, but I guess we're talking about acting, then should be actors or acting teachers or just people that can help you anyways. I had an amazing, she was a body therapist and I went to her, um, for one and a half years and she gave me so much confidence for example she was like a like a coach to me and she always said lisa you're young you have to be egoistic because i was thinking about maybe can i go to berlin or shouldn't i be closer to my parents and all these questions that come when you go for your dreams you know and basically um she said you have to be egoistic you're young now when you're older and once you have children you can come back and be there for them and create a life for them and live for them. But now go for what you want and strive mm -hmm. for it. And she really gave me that last kick that I needed because I was really doubting this, this point, you know, if I can be in German, there's even a word, word for it. We say like healthy egoism. So there is something like healthy egoism, but you definitely, and that's my, that's really my advice. You need coaches, you need mentors, people you look up to, you don't need to pay them. It's not about that, but someone where you go and you say, look, this is my dream. I've obviously have 
fears, doubts, I'm not sure. Can you help me? Because you are living parts of this dream or you are living this dream and I want to be like you. And don't be afraid to say that. You, will, you can't lose yourself because we're always connected to ourselves. I will never be like someone else. But I can have the courage to just say, yes, I want to be like you. I want to have this life or this vibrant energy or this jobs or whatever it is. I want to be an actor. Yeah. Is, I had a conversation with a headshot photographer here in Toronto, in Canada, and she's a practicing Buddhist. And we were talking about ego as well, too, especially ego as a woman, like people who identify as women, because they, they, the world <laughs> always says, you know, you need to have no ego, like shut down your ego. But as women, I think we've been programmed to not have an, like, we, we never had an ego to begin with because we've, in society, have always been raised with no ego. So it's like when we get into, I know an acting school I was in was talking about, you can't bring your ego anywhere. I was like, what ego? As a woman, I have never had an ego because I've been told I'm not allowed. Like that's for like the men and high powered people in society who have these massive egos that they bring in. Um, I don't really have a question for you. It's just more of a statement. Yeah, it was more of a, yeah, yeah. But you know what my acting teacher said? He said something amazing. He said, you guys, he talked to us, the students, you need your ego because Mm. your ego is your protection because Mm. we're, we're pulling off everything. We're showing our hearts. We're getting so vulnerable. If you really have like amazing acting partners and everything is in frame, you are showing your naked self there and Mm. very deep emotions or very on point techniques. And that takes a lot. So we need our egos to protect us. That's what he said. And then he said, and I also liked it. He said, every actor needs an ego because you got to you got to like what you do because oh, that's a good is, point. Yeah. That is the, the part. So for us, it's liking what we do and hearing us and, and liking the voice or being okay with what we just said or how we brought it to the table, how we brought the sentence over to our partner or whatever, um, or how we moved or how we did that thing. Um, but from the outside, that is our, that's our charm. That's, um, you know, that's the, the thing that makes us like uh, different from others. It's, it's, the, it's the ego and we, we need to like ourselves. And it's something that I understood. I understood that my acting teacher was brilliant. Um, Michael Chekhov technique in, in Berlin, he's um, teaching that. And he, I, I saw that. He likes himself. He likes what he does. And if he doesn't like it, he's switching. And he's changing and transforming so that it becomes good and becomes something that he likes. Mm. Um, and for me, basically, it's just being more focused on, on what I do and how I do it. It's a very playful process. But then I can say, yeah, I like that. Mm, that was good, Lisa. Like, I'm talking to myself, you know, like, mm, that was a good one. Good sentence, good. Or maybe not. And then, oh, shit, we got to work this out now because that wasn't really on point, you know? Mm. That is wonderful. I love that because I think that, and I wonder, does that come with 
like age and life experience. Because I think about myself at 19, who did not like herself. And I think that's a very common thing, right? Because you just don't know yourself yet. I think of myself now, I'm in my late 30s. I'm, I think I'm great. Because I, again, like you, you were saying, I just don't great. care. You Thanks. Thanks. I just, I, you just, you just don't care as much what the world thinks of you anymore. And that in turn leads to a relaxation and playfulness. Like, do you feel that yes. way as well? Do you think it's more, would, would you at 19, if you hadn't gone through journalism and just went right into acting, like, mm. do you think that would have happened? I stood in front of the camera when I was young, when I was a journalist, because I did this, you know, like documentaries or like moderating, you know, with the microphone. I was so, I was really on it, but I had no clue what I'm saying. Very often I was super, I didn't panic, but it went in this direction. I was super insecure and I was not in charge of myself. It felt like I'm not in a place of power. And now when I'm in a, um, when a movie is going or I'm on, on stage, I feel quite in a place of power. And that's, that's amazing. That's an amazing transformation. Um, but what I, what, I, what I think is definitely life experience, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I think is really important, and it comes also with life experience. So yes, 100% to life experience. Uh, I did a lot of meditation, mm-hmm. somatic work, um, coaching, like life coaching or um, mindfulness and things like that to really feel, for example, how's my breath doing? How am I today? You know, caring about myself. Um, Am I good today? Do I need more rest, more sleep, things like that. And then I think when I show up, I show up very whole because Mm. I'm really like taking good care of myself. And this is, for example, something looking back when I was younger, I didn't do. And sometimes I see that young actors, they're talented and they're willing sometimes, not all the time also, because being willing is also a big point of like being successful. Um, you're willing to do the work and to, are you like punctual and things like that? But um, they are missing a bit disconnection to self. So when they then get irritated, like my 19 year old self also in front of the camera, they don't know how to get out of it. They don't know how to, you know, just for example, to nowadays, I just know I'm just going to take a breath, <sighs> sigh, and sometimes that's already enough to just continue with the filming. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about, and this is a bit now a change of topic because I'm so curious. Tell yeah. me about the film industry where you are in Europe. I've chatted with people in the UK and obviously people in Canada where I am and in the States. Tell me about what it's like, because I have this feeling and let me know if it's true or not, that it's kind of like Canada in the fact that our film industry is new and getting exciting. Yeah, there's Hollywood that everyone thinks is great, but there are some Canadian shows that are just creeping into the Netflix of the world that people start to become obsessed with. And I think about some of the shows that are coming out of Europe, especially too, that people start becoming like, what is this? We need to start paying attention. What is it like over there? 
Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can say that's true. So um, I've been basically concentrating on the market or on the film industry in in Germany, and mm -hmm. um, in now also uh, Denmark and, and Norway, so like the the Scandinavian countries, and also trying to sneak in a bit in the UK. Um, what I see is definitely there are a lot of like in Germany there are a lot of series now, a lot of Netflix series in mm. German language, but also, I mean, just films like my film, you know, that we, that we're, that we created in a bigger picture because we want to, you know, we want to bring it on somewhere and see where we can go with it and maybe make a series out of it or a movie. And I think there are many people like us right now, young independent filmmakers with great equipment, great scripts, great ideas, and Uh, yeah, Amazon Prime, Netflix, all of these things are just growing and growing. Um, what I can what I can definitely say is in Germany, this it's still quite traditional in the way how the system works. So they are the, they are the casting directors, and they take up to two years to three years to sometimes longer, unfortunately, to even recognize you. Mm. So if they don't recognize you and they don't remember your name and your face, you don't get casted. If you don't mm. get casted, you, you're not in the, in the main pot of the things that are happening. But there's still a lot of possibilities. So first, I think just for experience and also money-wise and also just for amazing, amazing experience and, and playful experience, commercials, great. And then mm. creating with ind independent filmmakers because in Berlin... There's so much going on, and I'm telling everyone, if you just want to shoot a lot, come to Berlin. Maybe you're not going to be rich afterwards or something, but it can be that one of the shootings you did is landing a Netflix you know, uh, contract or something by chance. Um, this can really happen a lot and happened here. Once you're established with the casting directors and you have a really good agency here in Berlin, everything changes. Then you're quite recently booked for big stuff for mm, TV mm -hmm. and everything. But I'm, I'm just uh, one and a half years in business. So I'm just starting off. I'm getting there. I have a really great German agency, but then I see Norway and Denmark is a complete little bubble. So it's like you're diving. And that's, what's interesting for me. It's like you're diving in a bubble. And in this bubble, everybody knows everyone. Mm. And that's really cool. And it's like, it's all about networking. So you go there and you have actor friends and you, you're being kind to reach, you reach out to them. They introduce you to this little company who's doing some commercials or some independent movies. You get your first role, then someone else hears of you and it's a snowball. Um, but you've got to definitely go there. You've got to be present there and you've got to meet people. But that's really old school. And mm. I love that about the Scandinavian countries. And that's why I want to work there more because it's so easy to get jobs in the end because it comes with being kind and just networking, mm. meeting, meeting people. And then mm. in Berlin, it's different because everything is online and we're still a bit restricted because of the COVID thing. <laughs> so then people are a bit more hesitant still to meet and network face to face. So it works 
here it all works online. I do my self-tapes all online. And I've really got to push through with a good online presentation to get to the casting directors. In mm -hmm. Denmark, you wouldn't even need to have a website if you're just good at networking. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. What was my, what was I going to ask you? And that's, that's just fascinating. I think so much, I don't know if there is the same push for actors in, in Germany, in the UK and the Scandinavian countries to put LA and Hollywood up on a pedestal. Like, is that the goal for everyone there? Because for a lot of actors in Canada, that is still the goal being once I get good enough for Canada, once I'm done in Canada, the end goal is always going to Los Angeles. It's always the end goal. I feel it never yeah. changes. It's really like everybody wants to go to Hollywood in the end. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, for me, I, I think I just want to do big things. You know, I just want to have leading roles and have some dream roles that I'm playing, but I don't need to like especially do it in Hollywood. And I, so I did think a lot about it because I think, by the way, great if you're an actor and thinking a lot about what, what, what you want to do and how you mm -hmm. want to do things and where you want to go. Because if you have a dream, and we all know that, and we keep holding on to it, it becomes true. Yeah. And I, for myself, decided, for example, that I find the travel that I'm doing right now so interesting of discovering how different countries work acting-wise and getting jobs there and networking and making friends and um, that I lost Hollywood a bit. And it's not so interesting for me anymore because I'm like, yeah. I'm having so much fun. I'm traveling the world. I'm understanding different industries by myself. You know, that's so interesting that I don't know what people want in New York. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good where I am. You know, <laughs> I love it. And I didn't even come to Sweden yet to Finland, you know, like, yeah, there's so many other places, I think. And again, that's why I think it's so exciting to be in these what we call like smaller markets of, you know, Canada, the UK, Europe and stuff like that, because everyone here is so passionate about what they do. Yes, because it's still so yeah. new and exciting and growing. There's no stat yes. it's not stagnant. Yeah. Perfectly mm -hmm. said, perfectly said, like my last film in Oslo, everybody is so on fire. Everybody mm -hmm. was so passionate, young people, full of spirit, and they want to go somewhere with the project. And mm -hmm. it was a bless, blessing to work with them. Like, really, I was, I was touched. We were all close to tears every day because it was really mind-blowing how people show up and how passionate they are. And that's, some, that's why I started acting, because I wanted yeah. to put my whole self into it, you know, and, and then meeting other people, DOPs, sound, sound light guys, I see, whoa, they're doing the same just on their job, obviously. It's super touching. It makes me just already like having juice bumps, juice bumps. It never stops. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's why I'm doing the job, you know? And, and that's very true. Yeah, it's, it's still exciting for us. And I think that's where, where you should go and never forget. I mean, I, I do my own movies. So, and I just want to point that out because um, I talked with the acting coach about it and, and, you know, Brad Pitt, 
production company. In Hollywood, it's so common that actors have their own production companies and they do their own movies. And I just want to really push that because you can write your own roles. You can be the hero you ever wanted to be. You can work with an amazing team of young people. You don't have to have money. There are other ways of funding and sponsoring um, and just of people who really want to work with you because of a great script. And then I'm like, whoa, there's still people here that read a script and I say, because of the script, I'm going to work with you. It's, re it's not because of the money. It's not because of, it's because of a nice script. And that's, that's wonderful. It comes back to, we're all here for the arts and to make something happen. That's really meaningful, but it comes from a really good place. Yeah. Do you have any favorite memories from being on set or any of the projects that you've done? <laughs> I have a lot. Um, yeah. Just the first one comes into my mind. The last film in Oslo, um, we got um, a, a, a boxing hero from from Norway to to shoot with us. Her name is Fatima, and she is an MMA star. And she had like a little side role in the movie. Uh, and after that, actually, it was after the shooting. Um, she was still there, and I'm like, can we just box, you know, like, I'm still, I have my earrings, and I have, like, I'm coming from another part of the shoot, but let's do it, you know, I'm so, and I got some gloves, and we were boxing, and um, she was so, so there, and she, like, um, yeah, we had, like, one minute, but it was amazing, and I was so grateful, and the, the, the shoot we did before, um, where I was at home with Lucas Lugren, and my character, so my character experiences her father being drunk. So very intense scene. And Lucas Lugren, the Swedish actor, hit it off. And instead of using any acting technique because I wanted to cry and it was perfect to cry, I just had to cry every scene. We did it like, I think we did it 20 times. And every take, like my eyes were watering. And it was like, how does he do it? Because I just believe him completely that he's my father. And I just have to cry because it's so heartbreaking what, the way he talks to me. And, um, and that's a moment of complete gratefulness because and I know why, why am I doing this, you know. I know the now techniques. I have <laughs> yes. I know the techniques and in case everything goes wrong, I can mm -hmm. do them and I can cry with my techniques and my skills. I studied four years. But the best thing that can happen to you in the world is just standing there and being touched by the moment and you don't have to do anything because it just happens to you and then that is so special. And like what a and the generosity of a scene partner like that, right? Like oh. Mm -hmm. he's an acting teacher and he really he really got and then I'm so grateful and again I chose him I wanted to play with him because I knew he's an amazing actor and we don't have to sit with the things that are given to us by chance but we can create this this moment for us you know mm -hmm. is there anything that you're looking forward to coming up this year Yes, I'm going to do a, a new movie uh, in Copenhagen, and um, I'm super excited about it because I learned a lot in my last movie. I definitely apply for funding, 
and I have a great co-producer by my side, a great director, all women, of course, because I really want to push that uh, when I do movies, because there's so many males out there in the film industry, and I'm really not okay with that, because women are so talented, and they don't get a chance, and I don't like that, so I have to change that. Yeah, I'm so excited about the story, and I, and I can't I can't tell you the story, of course, because it's <laughs> of uh, course. Uh, yeah. But um, this is gonna be my my baby, my new baby. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting! It's so exciting to just have to have. I don't know. I was gonna say that I was to have power, but power is such like an aggressive word. But but to just have that creative. Sure, power, right? Knowing that it's yours and you can do with it what you want. I just think just mm-hmm. that is so exciting and just, yeah, so exciting. It's the best feeling in the world. Best it's the feeling. best feeling in the world because you can decide things. You can decide the small things, the tiny things, like what music will the will mm. the film have, but also with whom am I shooting the film, how what is the location of the film like all these things and it's just completely yours it's it's wonder it's a wonderful creation process yeah it's very very true yeah do you have any um like kind of words of advice or wisdom for like for something like that for me I love this idea of that like that just gets me so excited but it sounds very overwhelming as well too like what do you do like if you start to feel overwhelmed with everything that you get to be doing and the creativity is just like, whoa, there's just so much that you have to do. Like, how do you kind of plan for this? How do you work your way through all the things that are coming up for some a huge project like this? Yeah. So first I'm very good at scheduling. Mm. So I'm a, I'm a life coach myself and I, I received a lot of coaching and we worked a lot on schedules and, scheduling your time and and also how to work through moments of being overwhelmed definitely um i just have also always a great team so i make sure when i work with someone on a film that's people i can trust 150 percent 100 percent is not enough so it needs to be okay that you fight and you know we you will be well after the fight because it can happen if it shouldn't happen so plan a lot of time because the more time you have for a project the less stress you have Mm. but also if you pack it more the time frame a bit uh, tighter there's also the energy is packed more which is nice because there's more passion on the long term it's sometimes hard to keep the passion alive. but Mm. definitely a great team with people you can trust fully and that will support you and will not jump off the project and Communication and connection is everything. That's the first thing. And transparent communication. I have this and this money, budget at all. Uh, talk to people. And then if you do it all by yourself and you, you know, when I did my last movie, I went out myself to the restaurants and I asked them, can you sponsor us the food for the shoot? So then I did it myself for a few days and then we found a few restaurants who did it. And so I took everything step by step, you know, and I did it. So that's that's the one thing. And then I don't get too often overwhelmed, I have to say, because I'm doing what I what I love. And I think it's the mindset. It's having because that's a thought. I'm overwhelmed. It's a thought. 
<laughs> and then your body reacts to it. You can tell yourself something else. Better, a better story. I would like another story more. Like I'm grateful for all these ideas, or I'm grateful for the explosion of creativity hitting my system, you know. And then I'm already like ready to put on some music and just celebrate that. And last but not least, I mean, now that I'm creating movies, it comes from a super deep place. It comes from a super deep longing or a question or pain you know something that I experienced in my life or that I saw and that is all I need and then I everything else I mean I and obviously then this becomes my first priority you know so I make time for it I make space for this how can I let this this plant grow and then there are other things like that. And I just have a few basic coaching systems in my head. For example, you can't have too many babies at the same time. It just doesn't work. You have one main baby or two main babies. So projects you're working on. And then a few smaller things you can do. Mm. Not more than one hand. And um, saying no. Saying no to a lot of things because you know better things will come or you create them yourself. So you've got to say no. A lot of times. And I really encourage all actors to do that because only then you can make space for the really cool things coming into your life. Oh, fantastic. Do you have any final words of wisdom or advice? I mean, this has been filled with that, but any kind of final words? Mm, Don't think you have to be perfect. Never, ever. I'm so insecure I'm so often uh, irritated or not sure but I just listen to your heart and find a lot of moments of stillness and listening in and then you go out and you create it and you meet people and some will be some will love you some will be irritated by you some will maybe hate you but um as long as you tune back in again and again, you won't get irritated to a, you know, an, on a deep, deep level, but you will just receive whatever comes. Okay, some hate me, some love me. I'm okay. And I'm, I'm standing here imperfect as I am trying to do a movie or trying to play this leading role or this character or flying from Germany to Copenhagen to do this commercial. And maybe I'm, I didn't sleep much, but I'm here and I love what I do. So just don't be afraid to perfect, to be insecure sometimes, to not know what to do. Just keep asking questions and listen to your heart. Oh my God, I love that. That's so beautiful. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and thank you, Lisa, for being my guest this week. Thank you for taking us on a deep dive into the importance of ego, checkoff, and how fascinating and exciting the European film industry is. I know I mentioned this in the actual episode, but I think the European film industry and the Canadian film industry have a lot in common in the fact that, one, we don't have a star system because we are so new, but two, because we are so new and young and up and coming, 
most of the people within this film industry are really excited to be there. There's passion, there's growth, it's not stagnant. So I think those of us in Europe and those of us here in Canada, I think we're really, truly lucky to be here when this is all getting going and getting started. I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye! Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Wadewer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancys, Judgy McJudgersons, or Debbie Downers, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye!